every single action that you have ever taken started as a thought. So when you change the way you think, you will change the way you act, and you will change the way you live. That is hyper-conscious. No matter what you're going through right now or ever have gone through, the only way your life changes is if you change first. That is what we are here to help you do. A huge shout-out to our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast, for sponsoring this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyper Conscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode where we sat down and talked about what you should do if you are going stir crazy during these crazy times. Today, for episode number 332, we are going to do a small talks episode on how to meet your partner's needs. Folks, what is happening? I hope everyone is happy, healthy, and productive. Before we jump into this episode, I want you to go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com. Click on join hashtag hyperconsciousnation. I've been going live in there. Yes, you have. Uh, pretty consistently, which has been sweet, and helping people connect virtually. Very important right now. Go there. You'll be in a community of like-minded, growth-oriented individuals who want to better themselves, especially during this difficult time. Also, I want to talk to you a little bit about coaching. I'll never forget when we were on a podcast, I believe it was episode 72 with Terrence McMahon. And he said, when is the best time to plant a tree? And I said, right now. And he said, nope, 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. That is coaching. We are going to help you, Kevin or myself, either start your business, start your fitness journey, help you with personal development, help guide you toward a brighter future. Because at the end of the day, we want your quality of life to improve. That's why we do what we do every single day. And if you work one-on-one with us, it's going to be a far greater impact that we can have on you specifically than just on the podcast. I remember the uh, avatar just shut off. I remember (laughs) when we were in Florida, when we were sitting down with Catherine Nash and you guys helped me realize that like being a podcast consultant and coach was actually like a viable option. And ever since then, I have absolutely been loving it. Now, maybe if you're listening to this or watching this, you don't want the entire process done for you. You want to learn how to do it. I do also offer consulting where it's not that high ticket price. We can hop on the phone for an hour um, and I will help you set up things over the phone rather than doing what I do with my other clients and doing the teaser clips and doing the posting and doing the YouTube episodes. So right now is a great time to start a show because you have a lot of extra time on your hands. And if you do, now is a great time to you know, really invest that time into doing something you love. I love podcasting. It's changed my life probably more than anything. And I would love to help you with that as well. All right. Why are we doing this episode? All right. So the six human needs are super important and we need to be aware of the way in which we are wired and how well we meet our own needs. But we also wanted to talk a little bit today about the point of an intimate relationship, the point of any relationship really, but primarily intimate is to meet the other person's needs as effectively as possible so that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Kevin and I do check-ins with these six human needs, and it was Kevin's idea to really... Uh, Emilia and I checked in yesterday. I believe Kevin and Taryn just checked in yep. yesterday as well. Yep. And uh, so we're fresh off of a couple check-ins, and it's the feedback that we need to really more effectively meet their needs and grow our relationship. And so Kevin had the great idea of bringing that up and and talking a little bit deeper, deeper about it. Yeah. So the six basic human needs by T Robs, he came up with these. So you have certainty. And if you're listening, you can write these down. We're not going to go super deep into all of them. We'll, we'll do a, I'll, I'll list them off. And then Alan, I'll ask you what they actually mean. So certainty, what does certainty mean? Okay. So certainty is 
a feeling that you have that, you know, you're in control of your own life. And so, for example, uh, Maslow's hierarchy needs, I won't go into it much, oh, but like, if you don't have food or right, if you don't have food or shelter or water, you're most likely not thinking about starting a podcast. Right. Um, so certainty is a feeling that your needs can at least be met and that you have a bright future and that you can get your needs. So the opposite of certainty is variety, which is number two. What is variety? So variety is basically having a lot of different facets of life that kind of come your way. A lot of the times we call something a problem, but problems are also what create variety because if you're doing the same thing all day, every day, you end up bored. Right. And so uh, variety is basically making sure you're mixing it up and doing a bunch of different stuff. If you're somebody who goes to the coffee shop to work, you probably like variety more than somebody like Alan and myself who likes, I like working at home. It's just the way I'm wired. Okay. Significance. What is significance? Significance means you have a feeling of uniqueness. You feel like you have a special, unique place in the world. It's almost like the idea of like a snowflake. No, no two are made the same. The human condition, everybody's very similar and there are similar patterns but we all have our own unique strengths and weaknesses, our own unique values, our own unique mission and purpose. And so it's that feeling you get that you're different in a special way. All right. And then you have love and connection, love slash connection. That is one. So love and connection is feeling loved and connected, not only to yourself, but to those in your life. So if you've ever been at a time when like right now, a lot of people are really craving love and connection and people that are love and connection driven are having a really hard time right now because it's really far more difficult now to love and connect because two things are happening. One, you're either closer to people that you're normally um, close to, like your friends and family, which is creating some friction because you're used to more time apart, or you're missing your friends because you're more alone and you haven't really seen them in a while. So like Kevin, for example, like we're talking virtually, we connected before this episode because we haven't talked in you know, a week, which for us is so weird uh, because we're used to seeing each other three or four times a week. And now we don't see each other other than online ever. Well, and it's different Um, because we usually talk for an hour, an hour and a half before we record. And then we'll talk for an hour in between each episode, you know, but Alan and I aren't necessarily as love and connection driven as other people. Like it takes, you know, I have, I'm living with Taryn. My love and connection is through the roof right now. I'm good. Right. So (laughs) knowing yourself, that's what this, this whole episode's about. All right. So the last two that I think most people, especially in a relationship might be missing, you have growth and contribution. What are growth and contribution? Growth is the feeling that you get that you are improving in what you value. Um, Like, for example, if you're not making progress in your business, you're not making progress in your relationship, you're not making progress towards your fitness goals. If you don't feel like you're making progress in your career, you're going to feel like hell. And growth is just feeling like you're becoming a more capable, competent human being. Contribution is serving something greater than yourself. And like I said earlier, these needs are so important because if you don't have food, shelter, and water, what are the chances you're going to try to go and help so many other people when you're starving or starving to death? So that's the key. We want to help you understand the basic needs so that you can really focus on these uh, more important, I wouldn't say more important, but super important needs of fulfillment. I think growth and contribution are fulfilling. And I think the other four human needs are um, more desires and wants. Okay. So I think now let's get into it. Like we went through them. And their importance. I think the first step to understanding how to meet your partner's needs is to figure out your own. Because a couple things are going to happen. If your partner has a high level of need for variety, this is somebody that they want to go out every weekend. Like, I want to go to this place. I want to go on a day trip. I want to try this restaurant. I want to try this 
um, this other place. And you don't. Like, you don't care. You're fine with working in a cave every day. That is going to change. <laughs> let's just say. Let's just say. That's yep. going to change the way that you go about your relationship. Because it's, so this is how I put it to Alan. If your partner's need for something is higher than yours, it's, right. I don't want to say it's your job. It's pretty much your responsibility to get up to that need for them. Now, because it's, it's like, is, is having more variety in your relationship going to kill you? No. It's probably just something that doesn't come naturally to you. Right? It's right. like, it's just something that you don't necessarily value as much. It's not as high of a need for you. It doesn't mean you can't go above and beyond and make sure your partner is getting that need met. Physical touch. Your partner might not value that as much as you do. But if you right. bring that to them and say, hey, it's very important to me because that's how I get significance. I get significance mm. from physical touch. Right? right? Then your partner can try to work on that. And it's like that with everything. And I think that's what a relationship really is. I think the point of the relationship is growth. Tori Aletto said that. And I do right. agree. But I think the way that you grow is to meet your partner's needs. And you have to be doing some sort of check-in. We've talked about doing the six basic human need check-in. You can do the five love language check-in. You can do either one. My question would be, if you're not doing that, and you're in a relationship, why aren't you doing that? So we came up with a couple of reasons why you might not be doing that. And a few things jumped off the page in our consciousness. So one was maybe you're afraid that your partner won't be willing or excited to do it. Uh, the other one was maybe you're afraid of feedback. And I do think there's a cognitive bias called the pain avoidance tendency. And I think we all have a fear of feedback on some level. Uh, so for example, I'll never forget when Kevin and I first learned this from Brendan Burchard, he said that the number one reason people don't grow is because they are afraid of feedback. And he used the example of Netflix. When you're watching Netflix, there's no feedback on yourself. There's no self-reflection. So have you ever been, you know, really uh, not taking good care of yourself and then looked in the mirror and gone, Ugh, oh, yeah. like, I know that I haven't been taking my care of myself, but there's the result right there. It, it, it's that's feedback, the mirror. And this is why I think a lot of people might not be so gung-ho to do this check-in right off the bat is because it's it's that fear of the pain of like really um the truth asking your partner the truth about how well you're meeting their needs i think the other one too is i think a lot of people don't think they need they need it right right because it's like i could very easily say okay um how are your fitness goals coming along not you specifically but somebody and then they right. might say like ah they're you know they're all right i'm working i'm getting some results and i said oh have you ever thought of seeing uh, a personal trainer or maybe go through this checklist. They right. might say like, nah, I can do it by myself. Like, I, I think I can do this by myself. Maybe you can, maybe you can, but if you're in a relationship right now and the past five relationships have failed, you're 50% of those relationships, right? Maybe it wasn't your fault, quote unquote, but the current level of your relationship skill is getting you the current relationship results that you have. Right. Right. And I think so many people, I, I put this post up when I posted the video of Maya Diamond. A relationship is something that almost everybody gets into. Maybe it's not on purpose. Maybe it's by accident. But you you hope and assume that you're going to be successful by accident. And it doesn't work that way. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so what we're uh, talking about is proactively seeking feedback. So you right. don't get a year down the line and your partner say, never once did we ever go to the movies on a Sunday. Never once did we go for a walk in the park. Never once did you write a little love note. 
because you never got the feedback and you're not psychic. Right. Right. And that's why it's so important. What's so interesting is like, if you genuinely want to improve in something. So for example, I can't even tell you how many times after a podcast I've asked Kev, we were on Marlo Higgins show. Yeah. And I remember we talked on the phone after it. And I, one of the first things I asked you is, do you have any constructive feedback? And you said, no, I think we did really well on that one. I think it was good balance, all that. But like, I've tried to get in the habit. I need to keep getting better at this. And I do this with Emilia all the time. I can't even tell you how many times I've asked her and she would attest to this. Like, do you feel fully expressed? Do you feel like your heart is protected with me? And I want to know the truth because if, if not, I need to at least be aware of that so that I can try to do a better job. Right. So if you genuinely want to improve your relationship and in your relationship and be the best partner possible, you're going to have to proactively seek feedback. And this check-in will create a system where it becomes a habit. So I like to connect them. So the six basic human needs and the five love languages, they're very different. But if you're meeting somebody's five love languages, that's going to build certainty. Right. Right. That will build certainty. That most likely will build significance. That will build love and connection. Yes. That might help growth. Significance is usually one of the love languages. Like, uh, it could be yeah. words of affirmation, right? I feel significant when you tell me how beautiful I am. Or it could be physical touch. I feel, I feel significant when we're passionate and uh, having sex, right? right? That could be it. Growth, <laughs> just get right to the point. Yes. <laughs> Growth comes from the tough conversations, almost always. Right. Almost always is it after or tough circumstances yes. which bring tough conversations. Right. right. Well, that's happening now, right? But if you're if you're not seeking the feedback, it is at the end of the day. Like you're going to get the feedback eventually. You might as well get it along the way because then you can. It's like if you're flying a plane and something starts to crack, and you're like, ah, that's not that bad. It's like not a big deal, <laughs> you know. And you just keep flying that thing, and then like the other wings like shaking a little bit. What if you just shaking in his boots? Oh, of course I am. What if you <laughs> fix those problems throughout right. the process? What if you went yeah. looking? There's a reason planes don't wait until a part is broken. They do a check every single time, right. and and that's because they're looking for the feedback. If the plane is right. broken, it doesn't leave the ground. Right. Right. If your relationship is broken, quote unquote, you need to figure out why. So, what to you? Like, what does it mean? How do you know? How do you know what your partner's human basic needs are like how do you know how well you're meeting your partner's needs besides the check-ins we have three minutes and 30 seconds by the way oh three minutes and 30 i should have set my time it's okay that's a great question so how do you know whether you're not you're meeting i would say one of the key indicators at least for me so emilia will get really bouncy and happy Same. so when i saw right so uh taryn i can tell is in a really good place right now she came and said hey in the preamble and i could tell you two were super loved and connected right. and that's awesome that is probably a result of the check-in and, and whatever you guys you guys spent Sunday together, right? So we spent every um, day together. I, I live well, with you. Well, you spent every day together. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, now you spent every day together. That's true. Um, but with Emilia, when I see her, she's very bouncy when she's happy. She's like bouncy and bubbly and and, and smiling. I think that reading the obvious signs of yeah. like, if your partner's unhappy, this is another interesting thing too. And I'll say this. Whenever it, it was the other morning, I was having a really hard time. I think this was Tuesday morning. And no, it was Wednesday morning, Tuesday night, she came over and Wednesday morning, she said, I'm sensing your energy is everything. Okay. And what she was sensing was that I was like really down. Yeah. And what I told her was sweetheart, I'm good. Thank you so much. Um, but I want you to know it has nothing to do with us. And that gave her the certainty she needed to then just be there to support me. 
And I've talked about that in the past, but basically reading the obvious signs, I think other than the checking is a good way to see if your partner's needs are met. Here's what I'll say. If you are meeting your partner's needs really well, and you're consistently hitting the love languages that matter to them, they're going to be so, they're going to be glowing. Yeah. And I think this is something that I think I was guilty of in the past is like assuming, assuming that if my partner had a different need than I did, that there was nothing I could do about it. Like, oh, you just value that more. It is what it is. But like, I think you have to understand that I don't want to use the, the word sacrifice or compromise, but at the end of the day, like, it's, it's kind of like somebody is always going to be trying to meet the other person's need more than they're meeting their own. Like, it kind of has to be a give and take of like, if you, if you like variety more than I do, it's always going to be my job to make sure that I'm cognizant of that because it's not right. my natural reaction to just do it. It's not my natural right. um, path for me just to say like, oh, let's, let's go to the circus today. That's just not the way I think. But right. if I have the constant reminder of the check-ins, if I have the constant reminder of this is what the person I love values the most, then I'll know what to do. Can you give an example for, for you and Taryn? Yeah, just going, like doing a day trip and right. stopping for food. Like that's, Taryn loves that. I love right. that now because I know she loves that. Right, right. Exactly. It's not necessarily so, the top of the. In my mind, I'm thinking about like, okay, we got to drive there, we got to eat, and we got to come back. I'm thinking of the the stuff. Right. She's thinking of the <laughs> of how awesome it's going to be. Right. Right. So it's One my thing, job to to do that. Hundred percent. And and how do you consistently remind yourself of that? The check ins will help. Yeah. Of course. And it's like, so for example, with Emilia and I, when we check in every single time, she, even when I get a ten out of ten in the need like let's say i get a 10 out of 10 on significance and she literally would say one of the reasons is because of so much great physical touch uh cuddles and all that right. and beyond she's still in the improvement section she's still we give one improvement she's still like even more even more physical touch back rubs you know all that right and one of the things that she loves is nature and walks with tucker in nature she loves that i'm not I don't care that much about nature, um, but I do always love it when we do it, especially when I see how much it fills her cup. Right. So like when we go on a hike, dude, she's the happiest ever. It's like completely in her element. I like the fact that we're getting exercise and burning extra calories. And I like the talks we have while we're walking, but like, I don't really care that much about the fact that we're in nature, but I care that it's important to her. Right. And I think at and the end of the day, yeah. right. I think at the end of the day, it's like, okay, so you have two options. Then don't meet your partner's needs. And just say like, well, that's not for me. Like, I don't care about that. And lose the relationship or meet your partner's needs and have a better relationship. There's really the only two options. Or, or your partner's you could settles. integrate them. Well, yeah. You could integrate them. So here's an interesting, and this will be the last thing because the timer just went out, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So um, there's a way to get variety. Okay, so imagine one person's physical touch driven and one person loves variety. What if you had more variety in your sex life? True. That's fire. That means you get more variety in a way that's already meeting both needs. So there is a way to integrate. And that's how you get more effective is you brainstorm and strategize together as a team of like, okay, like maybe we go on a picnic in a private place and have sex in nature. Who knows? You know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't condone that, but I'm just saying. Well, and the know, other thing is too, the better, the better you're meeting your partner's needs, the most likely the better they're going to try to meet yours. Of course. Because they're going to want to reciprocate the effort that you're putting in. If not... Like, that's the thing. I think everybody's afraid of being that 
that TV character who like sleeps on the couch, his wife hates him, right? Like he's always super funny. Al, Al Bundy. Yeah, Al yeah. Bundy. But like if you watch the TV show, Al Bundy doesn't do a great job of meeting his partner's needs either. So it makes sense why, you know, he's not getting his needs met either. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's called Married with Children. It's like from 1980. <laughs> it's from like 1980. It's old. Kev, so the last thing before we quickly, go. Quickly, uh, quickly. We wanted to challenge the listeners. Oh, no, I got a call. Decline. Tell them to go, man. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. Did I, I see you. Did I cut out? Yeah, a little, bit. No, a little bit. Okay. Um, so we're back. Uh, Kevin and I did not always do a great job of meeting our partner's needs For because sure. we didn't understand these concepts and we didn't check in. So if one of the other reasons why you might not be checking in is you don't know the long-term benefit. Right. Um, I, if I could go back, I would have done that in past relationships for sure. In a weird way, I'm glad I didn't. Same. I'm obviously glad that those right. ended. Uh, <laughs> but it's just so important. You don't know what you're missing out on. Uh, Kev, what do you want to leave the listeners with? I want to leave the listeners with this. You measure your bank account. You measure your weight. You measure all sorts of different things. Why aren't you creating systems to make sure that you're measuring the happiness and the success of your relationship? That's what I want to leave people with. Amen. Anything you Bye. want to leave them with? If you want a level 10 relationship, it's going to require a level 10 work ethic and effectiveness. Fire. All this right. is a really good one, man. This really was, good one. Uh, so what are we doing next? This was Small Talks for Scratching the Surface. We are going to do what? Uh, working smart versus working hard, how they're connected, and why they're so important. Yeah, we've had some very interesting distinctions as of late, uh, especially now with having this more time. Right. Right. I, I've had a lot of distinctions about delegating. And if you're in business, if you're looking to start business, if you're looking to streamline your life, I think that'll be a fire episode for you because we're going to talk about the do's and don'ts in terms of working hard versus working smart. We hope you enjoyed this and we will talk to you on Friday. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to us if you would share this with your friends. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Kevin or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes and we can't wait to hear from you. Guys, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So if you would kindly leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyper-conscious.